Welcome to Punch Card Investing, a weekly show dedicated to all things value investing. Whether it be analyzing companies, pitching ideas, or discussing moves by the best investors in the world, we're trying to get one step closer to punching an investment off of our cards. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Metro Man. Welcome back. Karin, I haven't seen you in, I don't know how long. You've been traveling the world or something, but we can talk about that in a moment. There's a lot going on right now. I just noticed that the stock market is only about 10% away, a little under 10% now from its all-time highs, which is a bit jarring considering where monetary policy has gone since then. And I don't know, it's just kind of a weird market, if you ask me. It's always a weird market, maybe. Um, we can talk about some of the stuff we're looking at now and uh, potentially sort where we're sourcing ideas and all that good stuff. Um, among anything else that our fine audience wants to talk about, if you have questions, definitely uh, feel free to leave them in the chat and we'll try to get to them. Um, the, back at our new time again, or experimenting with this new time on uh, it's Saturday. Uh, it's Saturday for both of us right now, right? Um, so Saturday, you uh, 1 p.m. Chicago time, uh, rather than our normal Friday night uh, U.S. time that we've been doing in the past, just trying some things out. Uh, let us know for the live audience uh, if you guys like this new time. I imagine anyone watching live would like it, but let us know in the comments below after the episode's over as well. Uh, there's a specific time we should potentially look at. Um, and we are trying to venture out into new forms of content too, uh, or at least different types of shows and, and uh, not necessarily live streams. Uh, just a few days ago, I, I did a pre-recorded show with Mitch Dole. We talked about all things kind of management and small business. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. Uh, that seems to have been well-received. So we'll try to do more stuff like that. Maybe regular segments, maybe one-off segments with different people. If there are people that uh, we should reach out to, let us know. Or if you are one of those people who think, you, uh, think you'd like to be on uh, our channel, definitely let us know and we can uh, explore some options. So with all that said, like, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff. And let's get into it. So where have you been, Karim? You, you've been, you nailed it. Nailed the intro. <laughs> you, you've, you've been all over the place. So where, where, where have you been? You should be re refreshed and rejuvenated at this point now. And thank well, you. I'm not the one on a private it's 1 jet. For, it's 1, so, 1 p.m. for me now, so it's a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about me traveling, but like you're the one on a private jet. So oh, yeah, I didn't go anywhere, seeing those pictures. Uh, yes, Tell us about uh, that first. Like that's Sure. So that's uh, for those of you who didn't see, I uh, I had the chance to meet meet Kevin. So I met Kevin, uh, the, the big YouTuber. He was flying through uh, Houston. I'm trying to pull up the tweet right now. So, um, but he, uh, I know his editor because his editor used to be my editor <laughs> for a couple of years before he got the chance to work with Kevin. It was a great opportunity for him. So totally understandable that he that he uh, went went off to that. Uh, but here you go. Here's the tweet. Um, so, uh, he was near Houston It's actually kind of a little bit far down South from Houston. So I had to drive uh, about an hour actually to get down there, but I thought it was worth it. I had never met my editor as name's Christian in person. Uh, and of course I had the chance to meet Kevin too. So I'd be like, all right, let's just see what's up over here. And, uh, he was kind enough to let me into his, his private jet. I got him a, uh, limited edition crash proof helmet <laughs> that I, uh, I went to Walmart and I grabbed some Sharpies and a hard hat and I got to work. Um, but now he's crash proof. Um, and then uh, this is my editor, Christian, uh, or former editor, I should say, but he's, he's off doing meet Kevin things now. So anyways, uh, yeah, that I was a uh, first cool. comment there, down there. From Antonio. 
Did I pay to meet him? No, I did not. It was, it was a, it was very, not quite impromptu. And I knew like a couple of days before, but you were um, just collecting the rent for the jet, right? I mean, yeah, and I, was, yeah, I was, I was meeting up with him because, you know, he's been using my, my jet a lot. So I just wanted to, uh, jet fuel isn't uh, cheap. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, it was kind of surreal watching it. Like there's no one at this airport. He just kind of pulls up to it in, in his car, leaves the car at the airport and then heads off. You get the appeal going private. It's like extremely expensive, but, um, it's kind of kind of a little surreal. It's just weird because you know, and especially when I was starting on YouTube and also kind of getting into real estate more. I watched a lot of his and, and also Graham Stephan's content. So it's just kind of weird seeing, you know, this this person, uh, uh, especially given where he's at now, um, and you know, actually get to see it in real life. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a cool experience. But he was very kind uh, and you know, showed let me come into the jet. I was trying not to get in their way. Uh, too much, and yeah, all was good. <laughs> so that was uh, that was a few days ago, and uh, yeah, very very cool little experience. Um, <laughs> he is hiring an in-house counsel, so uh, uh, I, I kind of got pitched like, "Hey, uh, you're an attorney. Like, we need an in-house counsel, but I'm not trying to move to California <laughs> and do that." Um, yeah. um, but anyways, uh, I, I think the of- one question everyone has is like, "Is he the same as what he seems like on YouTube, or is he actually a nice guy?" Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he was nice to me. I mean, it was, we're only talking about like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes I really had. So it wasn't very long. Um, okay. definitely moving quickly. I guess he flew in from California that morning to go interview Ron Paul, who lives, I didn't know why he was so far away from Houston, but I guess Ron Paul lives, uh, the former presidential candidate, politician, libertarian, um, speaker. He, um, I guess he lives like an hour south of Houston. So he was at a little airport down there. And uh, I, um, uh, yeah, he was, he was really nice to me, uh, but very moving very quickly. They're off to the next thing. He had to get back for date night with his wife or something like that. Um, okay. just, cool. you know, lots of stuff going on. He, you know, he's getting bugged on his phone all the time and um, he's got a bunch of people helping him. Only here it was just uh, Christian with him. Um, the, but you know, had to had to coordinate the jet and all that stuff. So you know, he's he's, he's moving very quickly. So I feel like he he's the kind of person that you know moves with an army. I feel like he has like editors. He really people. he's no? pretty lean in his operations, okay. from all that I understand. Uh, he has people helping him, yes, but it's right. he does a lot. Um, I don't want to say solo, but uh, I, I'll say the per person output is very high, um, nice. and that's largely because he just is constantly moving, um, which was. <laughs> evident when I met him. But anyways, uh, it was a cool experience and maybe, maybe I'll get to see him again some other day. Um, whatever it is. Uh, but, but yeah, it was a, it, it was, did uh, he give you a shout for the hat or something? I, I did channel? see, I, I did check, um, the, the next stream and, and he, okay. his son, Jack had it on. He, he showed, he showed it. Uh, I didn't really get like a, a formal shout out, but, um, I was glad to see that that the uh, crash proof helmet got um <laughs> got good use. So, <laughs> nice. Anyway, yeah, uh, it, it was cool. That's uh, another thoughtful gesture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I thought it, he, he liked it. It was funny. He was wearing it. Um, but uh, I um <laughs> actually I'll go to the uh you you were kind of commenting on it before the show, but. <laughs> this picture I have, I did a, this is on my YouTube channel instead. Um, where I am. Um, 
where uh, <laughs> the, the, the walking off the jet. I did. This is a, this was a very candid. <laughs> this one was not, but uh, and it, it just this is kind of a cool cool little thing. So not did you day. share this one on LinkedIn or was it the this, this one is on uh, post uh, big law, you know, <laughs> independent yeah. lawyer. Oh yeah, yeah sure, sure. Jet. Yeah, hi, hi, yeah. This is my my jet. Anyways, uh, that's enough on that one. But uh, cool. So, where, so where, where, where have you been? Have you been taking any private jets anywhere? <laughs> oh no, I've just just been traveling with the wife. So, uh, like, where at? Just around the peninsula, or going? We went around? to Bali. Yeah. Okay. It was for a honeymoon, so it's like Bali is nice. like a very typical spot for honeymooners. So, so that's where we picked, and very, uh, it was a good, good time. Yeah. How long? How long were you there? A week. Okay. Good deal. Short trip, but like it was good. Like. Did Did you take another trip day. recently? I thought you went somewhere else too, or no? Just around, like not too far. Sure. Sure. Just in the in the in the area itself. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's nice. By um, car. <laughs> no plane <laughs> required. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta hop on the boat, right? The yacht. Well, <laughs> gotta, gotta make sure that's getting good use. I really wish we actually got to go on the boat, like when you were here. That would have been a fun oh, day, but everything was so cramped. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, we were pretty bored that whole weekend. There wasn't much to do. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Lots of free time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. All right. Hopefully, that's, uh, the next trip. Yeah. Yeah, next time, next time. I don't know. I imagine you're going to get oh, out here next. Flight. You're yeah. probably going to get out here before I get back out there. I would think, but we'll see. If you're coming to Berkshire, well, let's next see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Berkshire yeah. weekend. You'll yeah. you'll stop stop by Houston first. Uh, uh, <laughs> get get the whole punch card crew here or something for for a punch you card. Get house. them on the stream before we get them to like the meeting. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> We've been slacking on the streaming side of things. Um, so sorry about that, everyone. If you're if you're waiting for your favorite character and they're not here yet, um, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> just spam them. Just go go to their Twitter and just message. Just bother them. them. <laughs> but we need we we need Start your with help. Brad. <laughs> we need your help. Yeah, Brad. Brad. He's a he's a he's an he's naughty. That Brad. <laughs> we need we need to get him back in line. Um, <laughs> uh, so I I did title this episode um, that the. Uh, the market is like approaching all-time highs again, which is kind of amazing if you really think about it, given what's kind of happened between that. Uh, so it reached its all-time highs. Here, pull up ticker here real quick. It reached all-time highs uh, back at the end, very end of 2021. This is around December. Uh, this is the S&P 500, and it was around 466 bucks a share for uh, for SPY, the, the big ETF that follows it. Um, and it's all the way back up to about almost 430 again. Which is kind of amazing. Um, been a pretty s- largely steady march up in the last year, um, or at least since October of '22. It's been fairly steady with some hiccups, um, but it has it has me wondering: like, are we reaching? Are we getting to generally expensive again? Has it, it didn't have much of an opportunity there to, uh, to scoop it up at the lows? Um, again, this is the broad market, so there's always opportunities at the individual stock level, but. Uh, I guess kind of with that context, what are you kind of looking at right now, if anything? I know you're in Bali enjoying things, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm <laughs> generally a, speaking. I'm a holder of Chinese equities. I don't know what uh, a bull market looks like. I've forgotten. <laughs> so <laughs> right on. I'm sitting at all-time lows. <laughs> yeah. Are um, you um 
So, so you, have I'm, you looked outside of that at all recently, or is it is it all just been deeper and deeper into that? Uh, no, I mean, I've kind of added to another position in the Chinese equity space. I've kind of trimmed a bit of KWeb, a bit of Baba, and added a new position, which I'll probably talk about like in the next monthly update, whenever I put that up. Um, mm-hmm. But apart from that, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty much more of the same. So, so, okay. so going deeper, you've gone deeper going rather deeper, than yeah. wider. Doubling down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double, double, yeah. double down. Um, someone's asking How about you, you, I mean, are you holding anything else apart from Berkshire or is it still um, just Berkshire? One second on that. Someone's asking you if, uh, um, it's still Ooh, in Porsche. Porsche. Uh, so I sold out of Porsche, like, I think maybe four or five months back. And I talked about it in the monthly update videos. So mm-hmm. not in it. Like, I think I took a loss of like 20% on that. I think you kind of went over the... What were kind of the key takeaways there? Because that was kind of a weird situation where it seemed pretty obvious, but yet it didn't materialize. And um, right. what, kind of, so, what, kind of, what kind of happened there? So Porsche is a holding company, right? They are a majority controlling shareholder in Volkswagen, which owns Porsche, the car company. And then they decided to spin off Porsche, the car company, which ended up being larger than the entire market cap of Volkswagen. <laughs> and... It didn't make a lot of sense because, you know, especially if you're holding it through Porsche, the holding company, it's trading at a significant discount to Volkswagen. So you've got like double layer of discount going on. Um, All the other brands that they hold, such as like Lamborghini, Bugatti, Rimac, uh, Audi, uh, VW itself, like those are all valued like at zero pretty much. If you look at the value of Porsche AG, which is a car company, it's worth more than BW as a whole. You know, it doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. There is a disconnect there. Um, I don't know. It still doesn't make a lot of sense. I still don't exactly get where I went wrong. <laughs> but um, why Why decide to leave then? Um, and why, why leave the holding? Because again, I couldn't tell where I went wrong. But like, I mean, the opportunity cost of it didn't make a lot of sense. So suppose they do realize that value, mm-hmm. right? Suppose they do spin off all the other brands, Audi and Lamborghini and Bentley, Bugatti, all of them, right? They spin them off. Likely you'll see a double in the share price. A double in the share price, that might happen over five years. That would imply like a 15% or so return. It's not enough meat on the bone for Got me it. to like just hold it. It was really a short-term uh-huh. thing anyways. And when it didn't happen in the short term, I was like, yeah. Not, not, not really. I mean, it wasn't about the short term. I mean, it, it took 20 years to accumulate these brands. I ex- I didn't expect them to like spin everything off in one year and just finish it off. Sure. But then when I looked at other stuff that I have in my portfolio, I'm like, I'd rather put the money here because okay. I expect higher than a 15% rate of return. So that's kind sure. of what I, my thinking was over there. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that still does seem weird. Um, I wonder what a potential catalyst would be if there ever is one. Uh, if, if it wasn't, you, you know, what just happened, that seemed like Porsche a pretty obvious, either. that seemed like yeah, a pretty obvious it. catalyst though. And it didn't, it didn't do it. you know, I don't know. I'm, I just learned that the German stock market is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, especially when you have like 20% of the company controlled by a government entity, it might have other issues. Yeah. Saying that I'm still holding China stock. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay then, uh, 
anything else then uh i think digby's in the same place as i was <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are um it still makes a lot of sense i mean if you can pull up the ticker it's p911 it's the market cap is larger than pw doesn't make a lot of sense they still own i think around 70% of um the spun off company porsche ig so they can monetize that and do pretty okay uh how do i make it dollars there we go yeah looking at 100 billion oh 120 billion more like it that's well, enterprise market cap 115 almost right and vw is like i think 90 something um actually 77 and a half 77 <laughs> even <Right>. worse <laughs> wow and they still own shares like a majority controlling interest in uh, the other company that we just saw Porsche IG. so yeah that's a bit puzzling <clears throat> and the funny thing is like every day like while i was holding the stock like i would see p911 go up 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 it's <laughs> right. up like 40 percent while <laughs> the holding company falls which makes no sense <laughs> what are you gonna do um, yeah, yeah is it is it just like a holding company thing? You just sometimes it's kind of puzzling. You see a lot of them trade at big discounts, regardless. Usually it's because of fees and maybe some other things. Plus, there are other holdings to consider, of course. But um, is it is so it as just a result like a, of this? I've kind of stopped investing in holding companies. I said <laughs> I've learned from Pershing, I've learned from Porsche, and then. I hear that Alibaba is going to turn into a holding company. So I'm like, I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. so obvious. Um, yeah. yeah. I think Berkshire yeah. is the only exception. Like, Well, the way it's... Mm, I was going to say the way it's structured is different, but not not really compared to all, uh, what we're talking I'm about. Sure. Yeah. It, it's just a company that holds companies. Compared, I was thinking of like more of the Pershing Square model. That's... Uh, where you have like a, a management fee and like it's a bit more of like a traditional fund look whereas Berkshire is more like a, a company that just happens to acquire companies you know um, but maybe that's a distinction without much of a difference because you can move the fees and the management salaries and all that if you wanted to too um, they've but, done I mean they've been reasonable capital allocators so far so who's that? Berkshire? oh yeah you don't say yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if like you look at the compensation and everything, like oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're un yeah. unreasonable or the same or what. Yeah, just saying like you know, oh, there's no management fee, but you know, they might be kicking it in somewhere else, whatever company it is. You know, uh, stock based compensation, all that great stuff. Um, okay, I didn't get Matthias's comment. There's a comment here. I'm not buying process. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm <laughs> no, no process, no holding company. Although we have it in the punch card portfolio, and that was my addition. So <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we need Tom to give us that update. So everyone, go bother Tom as well. While you're bothering Brad, go bother Tom. Hey, Tom, we need the update on the the punch card portfolio. You got to be on next week's show. Um. 
So yeah, what about your portfolio? I mean, are you just holding Berkshire or is it? Yeah, I'm, I yeah. wouldn't even call that a holding. It's a couple hundred bucks. It's hit uh, all-time highs recently. So uh, did it eclipse it? I'm sorry, 50 to week highs, not all-time highs. Yeah, I was like, uh, wait a second. It shouldn't be too far off, right? Um, Berk B. I guess Berk A or B would both work. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's up ten percent on or eleven and a half percent on the year. Okay. And then all time, well, I guess we'll do five years. It's a little easier. I think ten percent away from all time highs. Or yeah, barely. Yeah, that was about three fifty five. Looks like. Yeah. Plugging along. Um, but yeah, the, uh, as for my other stuff, just got. So a lot of my uh, time has been spent on um, the law firm and getting that going. Okay. I finally got my first official um, assignment pretty recently. So that's good. Uh, I actually start uh, billing again, only it's under my own name, which will be cool. Or I guess my Super. firm's name. Uh, and just kind of just working on, working on, you know, letting everyone know, Hey, I'm practicing law now. I, I can do this. Uh, don't have to charge big law rates anymore. So happy to help. Um, and, and that's so far been, been good. I'm doing like a meetup next week in Chicago as well. If anyone happens to be in Chicago, nice. go check out, uh, it should be on my Twitter. Um, I think on my LinkedIn or just go to actually go to jackdeffley.com slash events and it'll be on there. If you're in Chicago, I'm doing one next week on, on Thursday downtown. So, I uh, would love to see you there if, if you happen to be there. Just kind of like a happy hour sort of meetup thing. Um, I've got a number of people who have already said they're coming, so it should be a nice nice little get-together for a couple hours. So uh, kind of working on that sort of thing. If you count, <laughs> I guess you can count that as my portfolio, right? My portfolio of clients. <laughs> and then uh, uh, on the actual investment side of things with the carpet cleaning business, uh, we're trying to work on a few things here. We, we're bringing on a... We're trying to outsource sales talent. I talked about this with uh, Mitch a little bit on, on our last show. So check that out if you haven't already, everyone. But um, well, we're trying to bring on like an outsource sales team right now, uh, f- like from abroad. Um, I, I know of a lot of people have had success with that. So I'm going to give that a give that a try uh, while also looking to bring on an admin at, at some point in the near future, like an administrative assistant. Um and we're also trying to start a, uh, a power washing line in the business too. So I've actually looked at some existing businesses that do power washing. I'm like, eh, maybe kind of a, acquiring one of those might be a bit easier, but I think we'd rather just work on our own uh, network of customers first. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that could be a nice little way to add, add, add a lot to ticket value per, per, um, per customer. So that's kind of like the existing business, but then, um, I am looking pretty regularly at other businesses too. Um, probably not as regularly as I'd like to, cause I've been kind of busy with getting the law firm up and running. Uh, but now that that's kind of getting to a, a, a nice spot, all the administrative stuff is taken care of and don't have to worry and waste time with that anymore. Um, I'm trying to look to make some offers on, on different businesses at pretty aggressive terms, but you know, you gotta just try working things to, to get those great deals. Um, and then in the meantime, I'll be saving up more cash and can make slightly less aggressive offers as, as we move forward. <laughs> and, and Has the sale gone through of the 
of the house. You were looking to sell one house, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so that yeah, that's underway right now. We're a couple of weeks out. Uh, I yes. think we should be all good there. They had a few things they wanted us to address, and we said yeah. Uh, so so long as they're all good on financing, which I should know in the next week, uh, barring something very unlikely, we should should be good to go, um, and yes. it should close in a couple of weeks. So I'm you know don't I don't want to count the chickens before they hatch, but uh, that that's yeah that'll be a way to raise some cash and then. Uh, I'll probably use most of that to pay off debt. Um, it'll be, a, a, it'll be, should be about a hundred, call it 65 take home under 65,000. So that'll be a nice little, uh, uh, um, death destruction tool <laughs> and whatever's left over. Off, yeah. yeah. Whatever's left over. will uh, I'll, I'll kind of put into the, the offense fund to go, go try and buy some, some more businesses potentially. Uh, or just wait for a future deal. So yeah, that's what I'm kind of working on now. Just trying to make it more of an exercise of like every every day I want to ask to meet or talk with uh, either a business owner, a landlord, an, another investor, or or like a, a broker. I'm going to try to do that every day because that should both help on the acquisition side of things and also for for the law side of things too. Just trying to meet other people in and around the space should be helpful for all that. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Just trying to meet people very continuously it's building a different portfolio like a portfolio oh. of clients. Oh, well, yeah, you're right yeah it, really, like it's, it's really, it is what it is it's really, yeah it's building up the network um and then if if i can directly add value whether that be doing law <laughs> cleaning carpets <laughs> you know whatever it is like if i can provide value myself great uh, if i can connect them with someone else that's also great it should you know buy a little bit of social capital there too um just that's that's where a lot of the opportunity is going to come i think in really just forever, uh, especially in the small business space where things might not necessarily be publicly advertised. And if I can get a good off-market deal out of that, that'd be great. If I can meet someone who teaches me something about business that I didn't think, or you know, they have a perspective I, I didn't think about, that could be great too. There's all sorts of, uh, it's all sorts of value just for meeting people. Uh, just just as, as, as you know, um, as well from meeting all sorts of people. It sounds like you've met quite a few through Toro, right? just other kind of manager guys uh, who are doing similar things at different levels, different styles. Like just, it's just good to, you know, meet, meet other people and what they're doing um, both in and around your own space. So I guess that's, uh, that's my portfolio update. Not looking to do stocks at, uh, in, in the near future, but unless you count private businesses and stocks, which Would they you consider index funds maybe at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still have that in the retirement fund side of things. Okay. Um, but you know, it's, that's very limited and how much you can put towards those. And, uh, right. but I, I just kind of won't be touching those. Just let it, let them go. Uh, so I will, I guess I'll be rolling over my former employers, 401k, uh, into like a self-directed sort of thing. Uh, my IRA is, as we, as we call it here in the States. Um, so I'll have some decisions there, whether I want to leave it in index funds, or if I want to like be a little bit active in there, I probably shouldn't do that. It'll be a bit of a distraction because <laughs> it won't be a ton of money probably, but yeah, right. that will, well, the market up. is at an all time high. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, uh, it's been at a, it's been at an all time high for most of my life. So, <laughs> you know, every, every, every week. Every, yeah. Did every, you every, see that uh, article about like Carl Icahn losing, billions because he was betting against the market and you know it's been rallying higher not that i just saw from the short i remember the short report that came out about a month ago right 
um, from Muddy Waters. Yeah. Or, no, not Muddy Waters. It was uh, Hindenburg. 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 Um, no, I didn't see anything about him losing because it's doing well. <laughs> Wait, let me send you the link in the... Yeah. I think I found it right here. Yeah, you just... It's been a rough year for Carl Icke. <laughs> yeah. In billionaire terms, it's been rough. Yeah, I know. Literally, like, it's hard to say. You know? <laughs> He's All lost. Right, like... He said he lost $9 billion. Oh, oh no, I'm not subscribed to Fortune. Okay. Uh, had $18 billion market cap only one month ago, but then he had the report that shaved off $7 billion, And apparently he lost... What the nine billion from some sort of short? Was it like an interest rate short or what? I have no idea. I mean, I didn't really look into it. I've kind of been away from the market a little bit. Yeah, I wonder what it is. It came out that that article is about a month old now. So, Hmm. but the point being that you know, even someone who's been in the markets for decades and you know has made billions on it is still, um, you know vulnerable you can get on the wrong side of the market yeah it's hard yeah, to predict there's a lot of well at least if you're to believe the short report there's a lot of leverage involved too and ponzi-like structure as the report argues so you know um that'll expose you to a lot more risk if anything goes wrong it's really strange how the entire master limited partnership structure exists like you don't see a lot of companies using that structure but do you know a bit about that like is that no about the icon structure i mean no not not very much MLPs in general oh llps like how they work mlps oh mlps no i don't um no no yeah that's because they are they are rare i you almost never see them um yeah it's almost like a public fund but i mean yeah no idea let me see here. MLLP. You don't see too many um, hedge fund managers or investment managers like using that structure. So, yeah. Oh, MLP Master Limited Partnership. So it's a publicly traded limited partnership. Okay, I see. Yeah, With the general partner being Carl Icahn. Yeah. Case. Okay, so it's like an LP. Um, Is it okay? But with some nuances. I know the distributions are taxed as income and not as, well, uh, ordinary not, dividends. Yeah, because it would be passed through because that's how partnerships generally work, right? Interesting. Okay, I, I wasn't familiar, but it looks like, I'm kind of reading the, the Investopedia page on it. It looks like it's basically just an LP that has the ability to be public. And MLPs combine a private partnership's tax advantages with stocks liquidity. Um yeah, that's usually one of the problems with partnerships is they're difficult to scale because you have all these mm-hmm. partners to manage generally. Uh, interesting. Okay. Something I, 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 I'm actually, come to think of that, is it uh, do any like REITs or not REITs, but like real estate companies use something like that? A lot of them will use, you know, general partnerships. Uh, on, on the real estate investment side of things, but I, I haven't seen a master limited partnership because a lot of them don't really go public. They're usually private funds um, from what I've seen. Um, but don't people use the REIT structure because of the depreciation yeah. and everything? Yeah, true. Yeah, it wouldn't make, I guess it wouldn't make any sense there because 
um, yeah, you're getting the company itself doesn't have to pay corporate taxes when you use the REIT structure. I guess it could make sense depending on what it's doing. I think maybe more in the development sense, it could make sense. Um, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but all right. Yeah. Interesting. So that's what Icon uses for his fund. It's the MLP structure. And then that's all I know. Like that's the limit of my knowledge there. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to uh, do, do a dive on that. Um, That could be a good little uh, law project. (laughs) That'd be interesting. How do MLPs work and why would you ever use one Um, over some other thing? So, okay. Cool. Do you want to go through some stuff if we've seen something on Twitter or? Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of talking about beforehand. You mentioned that tweet you saw from firm returns on, on Twitter. Yeah. On Warner Brothers discovery. uh, I retweeted. Well, I didn't retweet. I put it up because I don't think he put it up yet. Uh, But it's a really good update. Like for anyone who's interested or invested in Warner Brothers discovery, it just covers everything that's happened uh, until, well, until the end of last month. So. You got a synopsis of the synopsis? <laughs> do you use, I mean, what do you use right now? Do you use Netflix or do you watch HBO? Uh, I mean, I use, uh, I use YouTube the most, but I don't really use, okay. we rarely use Netflix. And that's like from my, okay. uh, uh, my parents' account, we Whenever we use it, we'll use that. But we're getting kicked off that soon because they're actually canceling their plan, anyways. Do you so, see uh, that whole crackdown? Like it's yeah, led yeah. to a spike in subscribers for Netflix. Well, yeah, people are people are hooked. They need their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just got to get through all the flack, of course. Um, but yeah, we we don't really do a whole lot. Just kind of whatever's there. Occasionally, we'll use Amazon to rent a movie or or YouTube. Um, I haven't haven't tried Disney Plus yet, um, yeah. But I don't do a whole lot of uh, kind of TV show style streams. Um, so YouTube it is for me. I do. I I, I, I have I have the YouTube Plus uh, subscription, which I, I really it's really good uh, when I <laughs> when you use it as much as I do because <laughs> you can watch stuff offline easy. Uh, you can play music. Um, no ads. No ads is a big part. Yeah. Yeah, people people use AdBlock, but I'm like kind of against that as a creator myself. <laughs> feels kind of wrong. Feels kind of wrong. But yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of the thing that I actually really value having uh, when it comes to all that stuff. Hmm. Someone's asking us what uh, periodicals do we read? Twitter is Twitter a periodical? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is a great source for just all sorts of stuff. Twitter is like the the. It's like it's it's real time news. Like I mean, that's yeah, that's sort it's of a bit of a cesspool. But once you get past that, it's great. <laughs> um, that's the hardest part, actually. You're not mincing words here. Nice. <laughs> What's that? You're not mincing your words here. You're no, like, yeah, it's, it's just cesspool. No, <laughs> especially well, I don't know if it's different in the UAE. I imagine it's different for every person. But the political, like political Twitter, kind of. Um, what's it called? Spreads a little bit into everything, and it's like trying to get weave through all that. Then you get to the good stuff. So like, and I, I what I found at least, you know how you can say like not interested in tweet or on yep. YouTube, not interested in this video or channel. I found that YouTube is very responsive when you tell it that it will be like, all right, won't give you any more of this stuff. 
Whereas Twitter, you tell it you don't want it. It just like, are you sure? Here's another one. And it just keeps sending it. And yeah, like, five more. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes forever to train your algorithm. Um, I found uh, that's kind of in the last month or two, I feel like. And um, there's Have like a lot of, I don't know if it's just me, but there's like a lot of kind of just violent content on it. Uh, just like riots and all over the world, uh, riots, like robberies. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Like <laughs> I'm here to get some like investment memes, some investment news, and then we're good. <laughs> and maybe some updates from the people I follow. That, that, that's what I like. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of prank videos and like animals. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, right. And like just <laughs> random. Like, I, don't, I don't want yeah. that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to stay focused. Um, and I get they're probably doing adjustments all the time because it's, all new, um, you know, the new management and everything. It's been a some some improvements for sure. Say what? I don't know if you saw. They're integrating with eToro. Like, there's some partnership. Yeah, I think you, yeah you shared there. that. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, I mean, we saw the thing with uh, speaking of political Twitter. The the Tucker Carlson episode had has like an insane amount of views, and yeah. I think it was over four million or something. Oh no, it's over like a hundred million now of views. Is it okay? Uh, wow. Granted, I'm sure a lot of those are like three seconds, but still, like that's a lot of reach um, and a good amount of probably bots. But it's Mr. Beast level. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just massive views. Well, whoever it is, and you know, it raises questions about TV that were already being asked, and you know, it, what's what's the future for kind of news shows? If Tucker Carlson can put out a 10 minute segment that gets a hundred million views, we call it 25 million good views or whatever, whatever, like a, you know, or would actually be like a full watch. Um, that's, that's a lot more reach than TV that he was getting before. And it probably has a lot more control too, as long as he's not being censored. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if, if they, if Twitter can get it right, which they seem to be going in the right direction, but we'll see. Um, but with kind of that stuff there, there, there's a lot of hiccups along the way and everyone has an opinion, of course, but, um, speaking of streaming, I guess could be a, could become a really cool platform. Um, yeah. So, I know, you I know the guy who's landed like rockets on, on a floating base in the middle <laughs> of the sea. Yeah. I mean, I, social I, yeah. media. Platform. I imagine he's confident to do it or like to put the yeah, team yeah. together to do it, I should say. Um, Did you see that uh, Meta launched like a competitor for Twitter? Like through I just, Instagram? I, I didn't see the details, but I did hear that. I don't I just saw the headline. Same here. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I wonder what that's going to be. I saw it be. on Twitter, surprisingly. <laughs> I heard that it wasn't, it's just going to be part of Instagram or something or within Instagram. So it doesn't sound like a separate thing, but I might be wrong right. about that. Um, yeah, that I, I yeah, Mark seems kind of confused on what to do next. <laughs> you have Apple coming out with their extremely expensive headset. You have Twitter making a lot of noise and he gets all this bad press. It's like, what's he going to do now? Um, so I, I, I'm very curious where all the VR AR stuff is going to go for him. And just in general, uh, without getting too deep into that discussion because we've had it many a times here on the channel but um you were invested in meta at one point yeah right? it was you were uh, at the lows and then yeah or at least a lot at the lows um yeah i, I finished up on that one thankfully and when i sold everything out nice. so uh i haven't really paid too much attention since then naturally but um keeping tabs it, it definitely has run up a lot so 
I'd be more hesitant now than I was before, obviously, when it's half price, it's a lot easier to get excited. <laughs> but uh, the, the media narrative just shifted so fast. Um, everything was about VR, AR a year ago, and now it's all AI. And even now that's kind of shifting back to AR again with, uh, with the Apple release. So it's just like, um, got to be careful with those innovation narratives. Um, Charlie and Charlie and Warren were talking about that. They were asked about Elon Musk and whatever. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we don't really want to play the innovation game. It's hard. And what we do is easy. We like easy. <laughs> so they like Oxy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They just buy oil. <laughs> right yeah stuff that makes money yeah <laughs> yeah exactly just the boring stuff um but not paramount I, because warren doesn't like paramount I, so. I, a lot of people mistake that for like oh they hate tech or they hate innovation or they're just like stupid old people it's like that's not what they're saying they're saying they don't want to invest in that which is a totally different thing to say like you can be all i don't think innovation. anyone's made like just on a absolute basis like the amount of money that warren's made on uh, apple Right, from 2016 till right. today, just the sheer dollar amount. Like, I don't think any other investors made so much money. Probably not, other than yeah. you know one of the. Well, yeah, on a single the, company. Yeah, yeah, who's the biggest shareholder? Uh, I was going to say one of the executives, maybe, but no, it wouldn't be the same scale, right? Uh, yeah, of Apple. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, who'd have? I know the largest individual shareholder is uh, that guy Ryan Cohen. At least I think he is still. Oh, he is. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. the largest individual shareholder of Apple, and I think the largest company would be Berkshire. But then, if you include like the like the index funds, BlackRock, and everyone, yeah, they're always the top holders in every company. So right, right. Oh, well, for more mature companies like that, at least. Um, right, the biggest um, the index companies. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like they made a bunch of money on Apple. So like, how do you explain that? If they're so anti-tech, anti-innovation, like they're they're not anti. They're they just invest based on fundamentals. And if it's hard to see what the fundamentals will be in the future, they're not going to bother. It's not that they are like rooting against it or think like things won't change. It's just like they're not going to try to guess what the change will be, which I think is a totally fair position to to take. Um, but the media always acts like, oh, these out-of-touch clowns. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's not what's going on. <laughs> I mean, they did call Google like their largest mistake of omission. Yeah, right. Like Charlie always said that out loud. Like he's like, yeah, we made a mistake. We missed it. We blew it over there. So. Right. It doesn't sound like a Luddite to me. <laughs> so uh, what what else have you seen? I mean, we kind of went off the firm returns article. Check that out if you. Oh, yeah, firm returns. Check check that out. It's really good. If anyone's interested in Warner Brothers. Um, oh, spe speaking of Twitter, um, I just formed this the other day. I have no idea if anything's going to come of it, but we do have a punch card Twitter now at Punch Card Show. We may or may not do anything with it. We probably will do something in the future. So before that happens, please uh, give it a follow at Punch Card Show on Twitter. Um, I assume we'll probably do some maybe show idea polls and that sort of stuff that uh, we're also doing in the discord as well. On occasion, we'll ask for, you know, feedback on a content idea or, you know, let people know about something, but might do it on Twitter as well, just to mix it up. So uh, check that out and check out the discord, uh, which is in the description. 
How long do you think it will take to get to 100 followers? A week? A day? <laughs> If we post something, it'll be fast. If we don't post anything, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so, it's a little bit fast. So, cool. Uh, anything else you've seen recently? Uh, do you want to talk about Tom's podcast that he had with Jason? That was pretty good. Oh, I haven't, listened to, I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, yeah, They cover a lot of interesting topics. They cover like um, Paramount, uh, Carlytics. What else? Couple Carvana. Of, couple more things. I don't think they talk about Carvana. I think when they start, like, just... You know, Jason can't stop when you go and start talking about Carvana, especially when it's up like 60% in a single day. Like, yeah, Carvana's been going sicko mode lately. And, and yeah. after going uh, the opposite direction for so long, it's it's uh, it's amazing. The, <laughs> have you seen their, cha- their chart just over the last few years? It's, it's hilarious to look at. I know they're up like 300% this year in the last six months, so. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. races. They talk about races in the podcast. Which is this, it's just amazing. Like what happened here? This, this like pretty obvious bubble. <laughs> That's the Carvana stock chart over uh, six, uh, a little over six years. It's crazy. The run And I think in 2021 is when the father of the, uh, the, the CEO, essentially the founder sold a lot of the stock. Yeah. Like he sounds- was, Yeah. Dumping the stock and he made billions and just, just insane to look at. But anyways, yeah, like you were saying the last six months, almost 300%, uh, year to date. Yeah. Year to date, 300%. Um, and even in just the last three months over a double. Um, I mean, if someone's got the stomach to manage turnarounds, I mean, yeah, they can make a lot of money here, but. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> no, and a lot of remains have you seen, which uh, J- Jason just did. A, I watched his recent, uh, I think it was a stream that he did um, a few days ago, kind of talking a little bit about this. And he admits that, you know, there's a lot that can still happen. Um, it's, it is very early in a would-be turnaround process, and there's still <laughs> a lot of red flags. But there, there's a lot of upside potentially, too, if they can get things right. But, yeah, anyways, yeah. Um, Uh, check out check out Jason's channel after dinner investor uh, for that. Put uh, his stuff. Twitter up where he talks about um, yes money. Uh, yeah. He's a good follow on Twitter as well. Um, yeah. Oh, here I see your. Uh, It's in the private chat here. Yeah. Um, here's. We're not going to go through it, but just sure. there. <laughs> if yeah. someone wants to see it, like if someone's uh, interested in Carvana, it's right there. It's at after investor for the tweet. And he goes over the presentation from a CEO, right? Ernie's a CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're both Ernie, right? <laughs> Ernie Garcia, the third. Yeah. Second, sure. Yeah. It's junior and the third or something like right. that. <laughs> okay. Did cool. you catch any questions that you'd want to go through? Uh, yeah, I was in a different tab. <laughs> Some people are agreeing on the uh, <laughs> the, the Twitter violence. <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some pretty gnarly stuff. Just got to train yeah, me out. I'm watching videos about orcas and everything. I'm like, what's this? Like, this is... 
<laughs> I mean, I like fish, but like, what's what's up? What's happening here? Yeah, I didn't ask for this. It's just a little too sticky. That's the problem. Like, once you watch one, it throws a ton at you. I'm like, no, I, I didn't mean to watch this. It was just on the feed. Um, it's like it's like Instagram's trying to be Twitter. Twitter's trying to be Instagram. Like, yeah, they all merge into the same thing. I mean, that that's kind of happened. Uh, like every every platform offers short video now. You know, I don't get how Snap survives. Like, still. <laughs> Evolution, I, no I don't know. <laughs> Selling stock. <laughs> That's True. worked. Um, but yeah, you, you see like a merging of a lot of features, like especially short form. The TikTok feed is very common now to see. Somewhat, unfortunately, if you ask me, but <laughs> what are you going to do? It's what works. Some of it is good, but yeah. It gives attention span. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he I, does. It's. Uh, I, I, they make it a little easy to stay away from the shorts feed though on YouTube. Um, at least on desktop on mobile is a little bit trickier, <laughs> tricky to beat their tricks, <laughs> keep you on the platform. <laughs> They're good at that. I see why they make so much money. By the way, speaking of Google, like did you see Ackman recently born to Google? Yeah, I guess we, I we didn't really talk too much about that. Um, but yeah, that was pretty recent. I didn't read his press release on it. Uh, what did he say? Uh, other than the, it's probably common stuff like predictive free cash flow generative. I'm surprised he bought Google. Like I'm honestly surprised. He's gone from like SPACs and interest rates, swaptions and everything to now just like, I'm going to buy Google and just sit now, <laughs> which is very it's, unlike it him. Felt, it felt like a continuation of the Netflix trade where he bought into Netflix and then immediately left. Um, right. And so I imagine he was looking kind of in that big tech space, uh, maybe. And, and, you know, Google does meet a lot of the characteristics that he describes when he's looking for investments. So it makes some sense, but it's, but it's so large, you know, how much, how much meat is really on the bone for a very concentrated fund. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's good to have one in 16 for that. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, right. So, yeah. No like, knocks against Ackman. I mean, he's a fantastic investor. But it, just... in, in theory, in theory, though, it, it is kind of weird. It's like, well, trying to be this activist, concentrated investor, and you're buying into a, a mega cap tech company uh, that is already makes up a huge portion of the index anyways. It's like, well, um, but then again, I guess you could complain about Berkshire owning a bunch of Apple too of, uh, on those grounds. <laughs> Though they're not as, I guess, how concentrated do you, do you are you? see Google going 5X on that? I, like, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's part, part of the reason I never bought into it. It's just, it's a great company, but you know, what, what is the upside really long-term? Like it's probably not, it's probably not going to disappear, but you know. I, Honestly, I with Apple, it feels like they're competing with everyone. Like they've got VR, they might have a car coming out soon. Like that's yeah, what everyone seems yeah. to be thinking. But even there, it's like how much how much more did it really go? Um, uh, I'm, it could go more, of course. But you know, when you kind of look at the likelihoods, even and it's, competing with every even in the streaming space, Apple's there, and yeah. like, <laughs> you got the CEO like in film festivals, like you know he's eventually. I would think I'd have to break down. Not that it would like collapse, but you know you're just gonna run into 
too many barriers just with administering all that. Cause that's, that's so many different companies to run all in one house. They do it well, but, uh, there, there's a limit to everything. Is kind of what I'm getting at, <laughs> except the amount so of money that can be printed. Of course, it's <laughs> not a future in its high. <laughs> no, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Th- I mean, I'm, I don't mean to say that they're going to collapse. They could easily keep going and marching forward as they have been for a while. Uh, but that's kind of my usually my knee jerk reaction with kind of the mega caps. It's like, well, you know, once they're already this huge, how much longer can they really go? Um, started to I'm starting to think the same thing with uh with Meta as well. Um, now that they're kind of back up to their pre-crash price, it's like okay, it's not as interesting. It's definitely not as interesting as it was when it was half that. Um, you can say that about a lot of companies, of course. But it's a, it's that tricky thing with company quality. I, I change I change my mind on that all the time. It's like the uh, do you buy the the wonderful growth company or the 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 cigar butt style like deep value stuff um you can have success in both i guess is really the the final conclusion that i come to i don't know what do you think about that even with the conversation that you had with patrick in the previous Mm -hmm. uh live stream that's so true like i mean the big companies just keep getting bigger like they just keep right right it's just tricky it's like yeah i don't want to get too caught up in that it's like ah it's too big to look at but you know, it could still double, and like that's pretty nice if it's relatively low risk. You know, so, um, and as I always say, everything is possible with enough monetary policy. <laughs> so, it's enough uh, currency debasement, and you could watch that, watch that nominal gain go up and up and up. <laughs> Do you know what's happening, like macro sense, like because I I don't well, follow it much at all. I when, you say no, when you say no, what's happening? That's one way to put it. <laughs> I, no, uh, because I don't get it. Like I, I get the whole debt ceiling thing, but what are the implications? Do you, oh, there's, do you have any thoughts on that? Or I mean, yeah, everyone has thoughts on it. I don't know how helpful the thoughts are. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I generally have like a pretty pessimistic view of of of, uh, of you know government financial and monetary policy and that's kind of my lens through it. It's like, okay, they're probably going to want to spend more. And, you know, no, it's very difficult for at least in a, in a representative democracy for a politician to get up there and say, Hey, I'm going to cut all your benefits. You know, it doesn't work. So why it hasn't happened. France uh, do that. Exactly. Yeah. They try and they have, they have a bunch of riots. <laughs> Greece tried it with austerity and you get a bunch of riots and there goes the austerity, you know? Um, so, that's kind of the lens I kind of see it through. And it's like long-term, I, I would assume that there will be more printing, more debt spending. And I just need to buy good assets as Warren Buffett said, and at the um, uh, Berkshire meeting, the, the best defense to that environment is your, your own skills, your own value. You can provide more value. And that, that's how you work through those hard times and it makes sense. Uh, as I gain more and more money, I'll probably be a little bit more worried about, uh, protecting it and putting it in different jurisdictions. But for now, I'll just focus on skills, um, trying to find quality assets, including real assets, getting that mixed in there, like real estate and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that, so that's what I try to focus on, though. It is easy to kind of get distracted by all the macro stuff. Um, and maybe taking a simple view, simpler view on it helps uh, crowd out the noise. I mean, you're dealing with like a 
you're obviously able to shut it out a good bit when you when you're going into China because that would be too exhausting otherwise you know trying to guess what happens next literally it's like yeah you just focus on the company fundamentals and right they are worth something right <laughs> cross the fingers but yeah um it's it's just ridiculous i mean when you look at the chinese mega cap mega <laughs> tech valuations like i mean these could be like generational buying opportunities kind of like what nasdaq might have been like around 2001 uh right after the tech crash yeah or you know like it could be its own thing like i mean but for now or it can collapse <laughs> like a house of cards <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. the, the world always, always you know there's always yeah. scares but so more likely they're not like we do okay right right i like to listen to howard marks at times like this <laughs> <laughs> like he has this thing where you know like if they say something is uninvestable it's probably the best time to make money yeah so howard marks is like a light of like sanity in like all this turmoil that's going on at least for yeah. me it is yeah yeah it, it's funny or like after a while once you've kind of heard what someone's about you must go you go there for like your your uh your comfort you're like oh i know what you're going to say just say it to me please <laughs> yeah. and then you feel better <laughs> he's mastered the market cycle i think i have his book somewhere here where is it oh yeah the most important thing <laughs> I don't have mastering the market cycle but yeah. just say it to me. <laughs> say the most important thing Howard. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> yeah. Um well thanks everyone for stopping by. Uh like I said at the top of the show let us know um what date days and times work best for 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 you live and maybe we can try to squeeze in some episodes there. Might not have the whole crew kind of like today. <laughs> Would like to have some more at this time but uh, we're working through it right now. Uh, and we'll definitely have more of a mix of content going forward. Like I said, to check out that episode with, with Mitch Dolan uh, that I did with him about business management. If you're interested in that, we'll try to have more kind of mixed all within this sort of punch card, uh, long-term value investing kind of lens, uh, but different topics nonetheless that might be helpful or, or offer some different perspectives, different strategies, different size of companies, company analyses, all sorts of stuff we could do. Um, so definitely check, uh, be sure to subscribe so you miss those. Hit the bell icon too so you don't miss uh, our future episode times. You'll get a notification uh, just in case we do switch up the time on you. You'll know when it's coming. So with all that said, everyone, thank you very much for stopping by. Like, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Punch Card Investing. The contents of this show should not be used as investment advice or as a recommendation to invest in a particular security. Please consult with a licensed investment advisor if you need investment advice. All investments carry risk and the potential for monetary loss. Thank you and see you next week.